Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, Bippity Bosses, and welcome back to the Bippity Boss Podcast. I am so excited because today I have Christina here today with her company, Little Glass Slipper, as well as her Blippy Performer, and they are going to teach us not only how they created their Blippy Performer and their Blippy character, but also what it means to them and how their performances are going, and then the unique tactics that they use in order to make sure that their their Blippy experiences are so magical and just so wonderful. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Christina, tell me a little bit about you and your company and how you got started. Yeah, so I've always been an avid cosplayer, and I did my first party just as a favor to a coworker. Um, I stopped in as Elsa in a costume that I had made, and it was a big hit. And I realized after that I wanted to do this regularly, and I can't do it alone because every Elsa needs her Anna. And um, I, I randomly got an email from a girl once I established the site. Um, asking if I needed an Anna. And from there, she brought three of her best friends who work with me four years later. They've been with me this whole time. And I couldn't ask for a better team. Um, So we're really excited to have our four-year anniversary coming up January 1st. And I'm really excited to have Daniel here as my first male performer. And he doesn't only do Blippi, he does a few others that you would be amazed to learn about. Well, I would love to learn about that. And then also congratulations on your anniversary. Four Thank years you. Ago. Yes, four years is a huge mile marker. And like, especially having gone through a pandemic and like finally on the other side of it and still have your company up and running. So congratulations to both of you for just continuously like being involved in the performance community and for sticking through it even in the midst of a pandemic. So I appreciate and look up to both of you for that. Thanks so much. Yeah, of course. Okay. And so then I know that you mentioned that a couple of these girls came in with their team or with their friends and they basically formed your first team. Um, Can you talk with me a little bit about how the casting and recruitment process was for you and like how you got Daniel as one of your performers? Yeah. So with the original team members that I was lucky enough to receive, um, I had encouraged them to send me an email with their resume and a picture of themselves so I could kind of get to know them a little bit to see if it would be something I want to pursue later. And all of these girls just had the look. And when I met them in person, they had the passion, excitement, and love for children that I was looking for. So that's something that's really big. Um, I had always known Danny through the community with his work with community theater. 
And I was so excited when we were asked last year during the pandemic if we would consider adding the Sanderson sisters for a community screening of Hocus Pocus. So I put out a casting call and Danny actually responded um, for Winifred because of his experience in drag. So he sent a full-on drag video impersonating Winifred and I was blown away. Um, when we met in person, we clicked instantly and it's been friendship ever since. Wow, that is such an inspirational story. And I love that, Danny, Daniel. Which, which one do you prefer? Which one do you want me to call you, Danny or Daniel? <laughs> Danny's fine. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about your experience and like how you got into performing and also like the adaptation of these characters. Uh, well, I've always been theatrically like trained and starting in high school and then going on to college in a few performing arts opportunities. So I'm pretty well known in the local arts community. I uh, think Christina met me when I played Lumiere and Beauty and the Beast and didn't realize it was me until we became really good friends. So I'm very passionate about the transformation process of how I could go from me to a character. So it's, I remember one, I did Pinocchio for Shrek the Musical and sitting down and finding where I meet him and where the makeup comes from there. So it's amazing. That's when, to me, when the character comes to life, it's once I know the look, then I can add my spin on it, which makes character acting so much more fun because there's a, um, a lot of connections. And I realized I loved doing this with our meet and greets with Beauty and the Beast. And you would see the kids come up and Lumiere. And so they weren't saying Danny, it was Lumiere. So I was like, okay, well, Lumiere has to meet them. So having that uh, magic moment with the kids and seeing their eyes just light up, um, I was like, this is something that's, that's magic. And then I was scared to death when I saw the casting call for Winifred. So I was like, okay, we're in the middle of West Virginia and a drag queen is applying. This is never going to happen. And then when Christina responded, yes, I would love to see, to hear, I don't think she was expecting a full on, like I did the full costume hair makeup and recorded um, a message from Winifred about coming to West Virginia or something like that. And I don't even think it was 20 minutes later, she responded, I wanna meet you. <laughs> Danny, I didn't even know what you looked like outside of that. Cause I had only ever saw you in costumes. Yep. <laughs> so I didn't know who I was meeting in my interview with you. <laughs> I well, love that. And a few weeks before our interview, her husband had treated her for, I think it was her birthday, a tour of where I work. And I was her tour guide. So we didn't realize we had like had these minor like meetups throughout our lives until we actually sat down over coffee and just was like talking. And we realized, wait, we've been interconnected for years and we never thought to join our cosplays together. Wow, that is amazing. And also mind blowing how the universe just puts people together in your life. Like, okay, you guys are full matches. Like you need to make magic in this world, make a positive impact together and create change. And that is so phenomenal. So uh, your 
your history in drag really makes me just curious into learning more because I've always had male performers, but I've never had a male performer willing to portray um, a typical female character, but I have had the opposite. So I've had my female characters portray male characters, but I've never had the opposite. So tell me how you, you got started in that and where that passion comes from and all that. Well, drag for me started as most drag queens do a drunken night with their best friend. <laughs> and who happened to be one of the best entertainers in the area. So from then I just kind of soaked in and started performing and learning. And then when I won um, the title of Miss West Virginia Pride in 2018, I had to do a fundraiser. And so my, and it was the 25th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. And so I always loved the movie. And so I just threw together a screening and got two of my good friends together. We did a Sanderson Sisters show, which is now part of Little Glass Slip. I'm so happy for Christina and then also for you, Danny, because it seems like you guys are just a match made in heaven. Now, tell me a little bit about the Blippy adaptation, because I know there's so many new characters coming out and Blippy is one of the more like popular newer characters. And I have never created Blippy because um, I got out of the game before he came out. So tell me about this Blippy creation and like how you guys work together to create this character. I think it kind of just starts off with the idea to even add Blippy. Um, Blippy did a show in Charleston, which is the West Virginia capital city. And I saw my feed was just nothing but little boys dressed like Blippy, where we live about two hours from Charleston. So it's a pretty big deal for moms to take their little ones two hours away for this stage show to see Blippy, this guy I vaguely knew about, just kind of a YouTube thing, I thought. And when I saw how easy <laughs> his look was and all these little boys with these bow ties and glasses. I thought, you know, Blippi kind of looks like my friend Danny. <laughs> Let me just see if maybe he'd be interested in exploring this a little further because there's a market for this. And we don't offer any superheroes or any kind of characters that really appeal to boys right now. So uh, when Danny got the message, um, I think minutes later you said, I ordered some costume pieces, so jumped right on in. I'll let you go from there, Danny. Well, it was funny because I had never heard of the guy, and she said to me, um, would you be interested in Blippi? And I think my response was, what's a Blippi? Because I don't have kids, so I was like, what? So she told me to search YouTube, and then I went down a rabbit hole of all of his videos and which I'm still going down because I find him like Mr. Rogers-esque, but super like caffeinated. And so um, I actually, it's one of my sad guilty pleasures when I'll sit back and actually enjoy the show. But I like the fact that I share that he's former military, I'm former military, so I have that connection with him. And so he doesn't talk down to kids. And so he uses real words. He uses explanations that are simple enough for kids to understand, but it's not belittling their imagination. It's not demeaning them in any way, which is sad that you see with a lot of kids shows using baby words. Um, his biggest song, Excavator. What kid knows what an excavator actually is? And 
it's actually a ringtone on my phone now. Um, but it's just crazy to, to me that I just like Christina, as soon as I started watching these videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, I see a resemblance. And so I went on Amazon, I ordered the suspenders and the bow tie and the glasses. And then a few weeks later, I was at Goodwill and happened to find blue and orange shoes. Just a stroke of luck, my size. And I was like, well, if this isn't a sign from somewhere, somebody that these are just going to happen. So I quickly put the, the clothes together and Goodwill went into the uh, dressing room and snapped a picture and sent it to Christina. Be like, what do you think? And so from then on, we've just kind of been working back and forth. I've been watching countless hours of his content and then he's releasing more, which makes it even worse for me because my husband's like, will you knock it off? We don't have kids. Um, but it's, it's, he understands, he sees that I light up and he sees when Christina and I are together, it's just like nonstop, like sparkles in, in our eyes. And so he sees that the friendship is important to both of us. So he sees what we're doing and understands the importance. So having a home that supports cosplay and that nature as well also benefits. Oh yeah, it's a huge part of it, you know, especially just for any performers that really want to take their craft seriously. And then also for people that are owners that want to take their business seriously, having a supportive environment is everything, especially when, you know, as entertainers and as people that specialize in, you know, creating these experiences for friends and family and for kids and adults, you know, oftentimes our industry is not really given the amount of respect that other industries are given. And I feel like that's why this podcast and these uh, meetups between professionals like ourselves are so important because we are a legit business and we do amazing things and we create magic and we really make an impact in our community and we should be taken seriously. And um, so I, I just love that you guys put so much time and effort and energy into this character. And have you guys actually worked any Blippy parties yet? Not yet. Um, we really kept it under wraps because we're really wanting to announce it at the beginning of 2022. Um, so far, I've only told one person outside of our organization that we will be offering this character. And it happened to be my friend who is in charge of our local library. And she booked him right as soon as I said it. So we're going to be doing that event um, here pretty soon. And when we announce and add to the website, um, we're going to invite people to go to this library event so they can see Blippi firsthand. And then they're going to also know that they can invite Blippi to their home or to their party. And we're really going to launch based off of this event. So we're that's, super excited. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on getting your first booking for that because you're already like coming out of the red. So you're already making profit, which is incredible yeah. on, a, on a brand new character, you know? Um, and that being said, do you guys have any specific um, like performance modifications that you'll be making specifically for Blippi? Define performance modifications, if yes. you will. Yeah, so um, I know some companies, and I know that all companies are different, right? So some companies have generic performances for their hour, their hour and a half or two hours based on what character is being booked, right? So like, let's say Cinderella will come in. If it's a princess, she'll do face painting, storytelling, coronation ceremony, et cetera, et cetera. And then superheroes will have like a similar layout, but different, right? So do you have any um, like, 
I would say canned performances that you like sell to all of your clients or do you actually modify each performance based off of each client? Typically with how I've structured my party business is I have um, different themed activities that go along with each character and then I have some generalized ones but I actually leave it all up to the customer um, because sometimes they don't want your themed frozen games they want to do Moana games at their frozen party and so I give them a checklist on things that I say pick four and they can choose exactly what they want us to do at their parties um, just because everyone's party can be a little different that way and I think with Blippi it's going to be a lot different than what our current characters offer so if you want to share your plans for that character Danny it'd be exciting well, it's definitely going to be different because Blippi loves to learn. And so an experience with Blippi is not just, oh, you're meeting the character, but the kid's going to come away learning something, whether it be colors, whether it be a science topic or the seasons or the, or shape. So there's plenty that you can do to integrate with that, uh, with games. I know uh, when I've worked parties with Christina before and she plays the game Find Me or Bring Me, um, Blippi can uh, incorporate that with colors because in his games, he's always like, oh, that's blue. Find me something blue. Uh, so it's it's ways that you can incorporate his show into his games, um, just like he does sink or float. Um, if the parents are having a pool type party, well, there you go. Find me something that sinks. Find me something that floats. And then the kids learn why something would sink and float. And so it's an experience, but they're also learning, which I think is important. Uh, learning through play is something that I don't think kids are getting much of anymore. I completely agree with you. And I love that you're taking the educational route with your performances for this specific character, because I feel like that's definitely something that we should be leaning towards um, with all characters. I have one of my girls in Oregon, she wants to start creating um, survival training performances with princesses where like well, the little girls will come in and also will teach them about different ways to survive in the forest and like oh yeah oh yeah like we're doing like survival instincts and then I have another girl that um she specializes I think she's in it's Mary Beth Glass and I think she's in Washington she's phenomenal and her company is Little Glass Slipper as well I think maybe you know oh, her. Glass, Ooh, glass she's my pen pal Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not Little Glass Slipper, but it is. Glass Palace Parties. That's it. There okay. you go. Yep. And um, she actually specializes in doing sensory uh, performances for kids because she works a lot with families with um, children with special needs. And so she has to cater her performances to be more um, less overload. So not singing, not dancing, much more mild performances. So I think that that's amazing that you customize your packages and your performances based off of what your client is looking for. And that goes even further in depth. So next year, I'm going to be talking about how to basically transition yourself as a, as, as a business owner into being primarily an event planner and then a character entertainment specialist secondary. So it sounds like that's what you're already doing um, with your performances, actually. It sounds like something I would be interested in learning even more because you're yeah. totally right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
there's a lot that goes into it, you know? And um, I'll never forget when I first, the first couple years I was in business, people would just be like, oh, you're a performer. Is that like your hobby? Is that like, that's fun. You know what I mean? But like, what do you really do? You know? And I was like, no, that's what I really do. (laughs) Like, it's a craft. It's a career. Um, And so circling back to the Blippi character, we're making these performances educational. Obviously, you have really like fine-tuned this aesthetic, and you already done the voice perfectly. Um, so, tell me a little bit about if you were to give recommendations to fellow performers across the world that want to bring this Blippy character to life, or really any character in general. What tips would you give them, Danny? Uh, specifically with Blippy, do not buy the berets online. Um, the colors are way off. Make your own. Um, that's something I had to learn the hard way. And every time I tried to get the costume right, I would be angry with the hat. It just wouldn't work right. And so I, uh, the, the link that I found, and I actually sat for five hours and hand sewed a hat myself. And I blowed away with it. And with him, I think the aesthetic is he's never, he never has a bad day. And so you have to leave that your, yourself at the door, especially with him, because he's there to teach, he's there to encourage, and he's there to, to give some type of encouragement. And specifically in our area, these kids, and I've told Christina this several times, most of them's never going to have a Disney experience. They're never going to meet these characters in real life. So I want to give them the experience that when they're going to sit down, they're going to be like, that's, I've met him. And so I don't want them thinking, oh, that's some dude dressed as Blippy. You have to be him. Um, and so it's one of those, I think, bettering your skills, always uh, take an improv class. I mean, those are extremely beneficial because little kids are going to ask the craziest questions. And they're also going to notice any minor thing that's wrong with you. Um, that's why I think the hat really threw me off because... One of my friends in Michigan who I was in the army with, her kid's a huge Blippy fan. So that's who I was getting feedback costume-wise because I know she's annoyed with him. So I was like, hey, she, she's also Christina. So I was like, hey, Christina, what's your feedback? And she's like, oh, a different color blue. Oh, your hat. I'm like, I know my hat. Um, so parents are also a good um, situation if you have those people um, to give you feedback while you're developing. So that way they can, they're, they're going to know the character just as well as their child. So a child's not going to be afraid to be honest with you while an ch- adult might sugarcoat things. Um, it's better to get that feedback first than get in front of a child and they'll be like, oh, you're not Blippy, who are you? Um, so a lot of fine tuning that um, and finding a really comfortable pair of jeans. That's, that's, that's very important. <laughs> Yeah, because Blippi really likes to get down and be involved with the kids. So you're going to want something with some spandex woven in or some lycra um, that will allow you to do that rather than a true denim blend. Yep. And you guys custom created this from scratch, right? So like every piece you handpicked, it wasn't like a costume that you purchased from somewhere. Everything was... um picked piece by piece or made by hand. Um, so there's actually some really bad Blippy costume kits. Um, so Blippy doesn't wear khakis and that's what they're trying to sell. 
Um, so I'm like, I, and they're not even khaki. They're like costume material. And that cannot be comfortable for a performer to be down on the floor with kids or in a yard or running around acting silly. So comfort is important, but also maintaining his integrity. So that's why I recommend like these skinny jeans has got a little spandex in them because they're comfortable. And I used to hate skinny jeans, but now I went and bought me a couple more pairs just to put in my regular wardrobe. So like these are too comfortable. Do you guys have any additional recommendations that you would give to any even business owners that are creating this character? I think there is so much potential for Blippi, um, not just for private birthday parties, but for preschool visits, daycares, libraries, anywhere that is all about learning and keeping that preschool age entertained. Because I don't think this is going to be a character for ages six and up. Um, I think this is going to be for your tiny tots who are going to be blown away to see someone off TV in person. And they're gonna to wanna to play and they are gonna to wanna to be very tactile. So I think formulating your package around that type of child is gonna be what people would like to do and getting in touch with the right clientele like those businesses and then kind of taking it however they want to take it, whether they want to create packages that are home visits for Blippi that may not be just for birthdays. Maybe it's like a slumber party, science fair type thing. You know, they could go so many ways with this. Park visits, since Blippi likes to visit the park, zoo, you know, there's a lot of places that you can take this character. So make some friends and people that work at these places and really sell this character and what they can offer your community. I love that. And so what I've gathered from this, um, take character integrity, very important. Make sure that you do a lot of market research with your clients and the people that you have at your disposal in order to really bring these characters to life. Um, and then think outside the box when it comes to packages and planning things and creating events for um, corporations, but also individual events and really thinking outside the box and letting people create their own packages based off of your character and having a different amount of options to offer them and just be creative with it and allow it to just flow. You summed it up perfectly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, Danny, is there any other tips, tricks, advice, anything that you want to give to any other performers around the world? Have fun with it. He's not a serious character. Um, none of the characters I portray for Christina and that we're currently working on developing take themselves seriously. If you can't have fun in losing yourself in this character and enjoying creating not only magic for the children, but magic for yourself, um, there's nothing wrong with enjoying being there. Um, so enjoy yourself. Um, Christina and I have done many parties together where half the fun is people watching us in character bantering. So know your relationships with other characters. Um, never break it. That illusion is there from the moment you step out of your vehicle to the moment you step back in. Um, you never know, especially with little ones who's watching. So keep that in mind. They're like Santa Claus. They're everywhere. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Under your dress, hiding behind the car. They're everywhere. <laughs> Even when squirrels fall from trees onto your costume, <gasps> you do not break character. Did that happen? Yes, to both of us. <laughs> <laughs>
how did you handle that? <laughs> we didn't realize it happened until a kid called it out. <laughs> we were like, so that just happened. Oh my gosh. So were you a princess, Christina, or were you just handling um, We We were actually the Sanderson sisters, and the community organizer thought it would be really cool to have us at this cauldron, which was underneath of this big tree. And um, I thought I felt like a stick brush through my hair. And um, I saw something kind of just hit on Danny. And then a child uh, said, a squirrel just fell on you or something like that. And it was like, Whoa! oh my gosh, that's amazing. There is no way to prepare for that. You just roll with it. And luckily that's Disney magic. It's like, oh, well, we can talk to animals. So it's like, those are our animal friends. So it's trying not to freak out, but in, in the inside I'm screaming because there was a squirrel that was on the back of my neck and I'm pretty sure it fell into Winifred's cape and then climbed out and that's what I was feeling, that it must have jumped onto Christina and then it jumped down. But these kids were watching it happen, weren't saying a thing. I'm like, you evil little things. Like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I could just imagine the squirrel. The squirrel was like, Listen, I thought this was a part of the tree. You're very disoriented now, you know. Like that, that squirrel is probably like, I don't, I don't know where I've been or what I've done, but I've seen some things. Right, right, yeah. I, I had a discussion earlier with one of the girls, and she talked about how you should always wear, always wear bloomers underneath your Cinderella dress or like one of your dresses. And it's funny because when I first started princessing, I was in Hawaii. And it was way too hot for any type of undergarments, right? So I just had, like, my thong on underneath my dress. I wasn't, like, concerned about it. I was like, it's fine. None of the kids are going to. And, she, like, sure enough, the first thing that, like, three of the children did was play rainbow parachute underneath my dress. When I got to the party, oh, yeah, they like, and they just were, like, where were the kids? And the girls are just underneath my dress just giggling. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have definitely, like, a guitar Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So I know I've been through the experiences as well. Okay. Well, Christina, I know you mentioned that Mary Beth is your pen pal. How the, how's that been going? It's so great. Um, we like to text each other just little updates of things we're really proud about or things that we're like, hey, I need a second opinion on this. And we both have the same sense of humor. So I really like having someone that gets it and someone that can kind of back me up whenever I might be feeling a little frustrated. Um, it's very validating to have another company owner to share that with. So thank you for putting together that program for us to connect on. Yeah, absolutely. It's my honor. And, and I always tell the girls, because, you know, they always lean on me for everything. I'm like, listen, like, I'm always here for you. I'm always here for you to lean on me. But know that the entire Bippity platform, the entire everything that I'm doing is for us to lean on one another because we're all going through the same thing in different types of ways on different timelines, but it's all like we all are empaths and we're all creatives and like it's important that we lean on each other. And I love the fact that you guys have found each other and that you have this incredible team because honestly, having a team that you can rely on, depend on, but also network with and collaborate with and create magic with, that is really remarkable and truly, you know, I've owned multiple locations and I can say that that's rare. 
it's really rare. So congratulations, guys. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That's so cool to hear. It means a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's very rare. It's very rare. And that's that's incredible that you guys have this bond and this connection and that you're able to create this magic. Do you guys have any plans for the future? What's what's coming in 2022? Danny, do you want to share? I will be right back. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really yeah. Excited. Yeah. So my immediate plan for 2022 is to hire more people because Danny can't play everybody. Right. Part of it just came yesterday. Oh, is that um? Who is that? It is will that... be Jack Skellington. And then hopefully we can get the mean one to come down from Whoville. Ooh, you're gonna do a Grinch. Yes. Um, <gasps> something in our neighborhood. We saw several Grinch events in the community. Um, just you know, through this month. But they're all using the terrifying Amazon $20 mask that has the eyes and it's just the one piece. And kids don't look too happy when they're meeting that Grinch. And with both me and Danny having a passion for cosplay, using those contacts, the teeth varnish, you know, prosthetics, we really want to give like a really good Grinch to our community. So that's something we're going to be researching and using your character guide um, to help us yes. out with. And we're really excited, um, besides the Sanderson sisters, to offer a Jack and Sally because we had a couple um, people request that whenever we've kind of done a shout out of, hey, you know, what characters would you absolutely love to meet next Halloween? And a lot of people said Jack and Sally. So since we have that connection already, we're already casted. Um, Sally and Jack so we're slowly getting some costume pieces going for that so we're amply prepared for Halloween and Christmas and that was another magical moment too because I had no idea that you had those character discussions going on and I was just it's a character I've always wanted to do so I just messaged her one night said how would you feel about adding Jack Skellington and she goes oddly enough and so that led on a full discussion. So um, buying a few Jack costumes and picking the best pieces of each one has been fun because ordering Chinese sizes are not American sizes. And I wear an American large, but apparently a Chinese triple X. So um, <laughs> that's been fun uh, back and forth battle with Amazon. But hey. Well, and I have an incredible Jack um, and Sally in Salt Lake, the same place where my Grinch was from. So I'll have to reach out to them because he did the whole stilts and everything and he looked phenomenal. So I'll have to get some more information from him for Jack for you guys before next Halloween because he looked fantastic, like nailed it, you know? Um, and the same thing goes, make sure that you listen to the interview. Um, it's like an hour long with Jerry in Salt Lake City that did play the Grinch because he he has a lot of really good tips, tricks, and advice. And also his information is in that character packet if you want to reach out to him. Perfect. I will definitely be doing that. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's so important that we all work together and, and share this information and this joy and this magic because, I mean, 
there's never going to be a lack of children to perform for. And birthday parties are going to keep happening. Corporations are going to keep being built. Businesses are going to keep going regardless of the pandemic. So it's really important that we still stay passionate about what we're doing um, and don't let the darkness of the world consume our magic, you know? Okay, well, are there any other tips, tricks, advice, anything that you would like to give to any other people? Now, remember, I have people in Australia. I have people in New Zealand, Germany, everywhere. So if you have any other notes you would like to anybody else to know, please let me know. I can't think of any right now, but I'll, I'll let you know in the future if I can. Okay. Danny, anything? I think, that, like I said before, learn some improv. It's, it's find your local theater, take a class or two that could only better you and your craft. I love that. I love that. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Christina, both for coming on here and for sharing this knowledge with me. I know that we're going to be working together for the Blippi character packet, so I'm really excited about that. And I will make sure to post your information below so that way any of the girls can reach out to you if they have any questions, comments, or just want to speak to Danny regarding his Blippi character or anything like that. Hooray! Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.